0: Welcome to Between Two Barrels podcast, live from Legend Studios. Between Two Barrels is a weekly podcast highlighting some of the legends across the state of Tennessee. From Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee wild man, from our head distiller to our legendary products and employees, this podcast will discuss spirits of all kinds here at Tennessee Legend Distillery, from country stars and cryptids to everything in between. We will talk about the life in a Tennessee distillery.
1: Greetings, Legends, and welcome back to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. Recording live at Tennessee Legend Distillery on Winfield-Dunn Parkway in Sevierville, Tennessee.
0: A mildly Uh, intimidating 15 feet above floor level here in the loft of Legend Studios. Could do
1: a killer swanton off of here and still survive.
0: Yes, yes. Still survive. Be able to get full layout on it taller things so 25 30 yeah. feet
1: yeah this is nothing so we are back for another episode um thank you for tuning in with us again and we ask that uh you check out tennessee to f- learn more about the uh, phenomenal distillery that has uh is hosting these legend studios and the podcast under legend studios banner uh and right now those are between two barrels the cocky top Podcast and very soon the 30 and Nerdy podcast will be joining Legend Studios, which we are
0: totally excited about bringing in those guys.
1: But uh, uh, we do have a contest going on, yes, yes, the race to 10k. The race to 10k, why don't you hit us with that? B,
0: yes, we are still trying to hit that magical 10,000 followers on our original Tennessee Legend Distillery Facebook page that is the Newport Highway location. You can find all of that information on the website as far as being able to link to that Tennessee Legend Newport Facebook page. So make sure to go ahead and get over and follow the directions on there. We are still taking entrance until we get that 10000 We are going to be continuing to take entries for that contest, which does have an awesome prize pack, including... A few nights stay mm-hmm. at the Margaritaville Island Hotel. You actually do get a choice of the view of the room. You mm-hmm. can overlook the fountain, possibly overlook the river. You'll just have to check and see what's available whenever you do book that. Here's the kicker. We do have to make sure and go ahead and get that taken care of because there is an expiration date on nice. that. That is this December 31st. I mean, it runs out December thirty one. So we definitely need to make sure and try to go ahead and reach that 10k so make sure and invite anyone and everyone to like tennessee legend distillery at our newport highway location
1: absolutely as you know i am opie and that is brian and we are employees of tennessee legend distillery started up legend studios to not only help the business of tennessee legend distillery but also widen our uh, opportunities and uh, use some of this knowledge and fun things that we, we like to do to uh, partner with the business. Yeah, just using this so. as
0: another platform yes. to be able to reach a, a variety of, of patrons, whether it be just listening to how things run and operate mm-hmm. in, a, in, an, in an East Tennessee distillery uh, that operates as we do with the tasting rooms and stuff like that, um, how we source products, how our, our process works, or how the process just works in general in these these distilleries these independent distilleries that have popped up Mm -hmm. uh, since the legalization of moonshine which started back in 2010
1: absolutely and that is why you hear business happening in the background that is not an accident that is our choice for you to hear yeah this isn't canned (laughs) yes this is not is not canned audio this is actual tennessee legend distillery business happening in the midst of recording uh, so if you want to come see what the legend's all about, we have four locations across the state of Tennessee. Go to the website to check those out. Now, last week, we, we had a, a very big lesson learning opportunity. Uh For We sure. talked about the legend of Davy Crockett in its entirety. Not just Alamo Dave, politician Dave kid dave yep things that we did not know about davy crockett never and never got told yes. in
0: school that he was basically sold into slavery multiple times mm-hmm. to be able to settle family By debts his own father that he turned around and used in legislation mm-hmm. later on in life after he had already served in the military like he was just in a in a mindset of servitude Absolutely. throughout his entire life, uh, whether it was forced or, and maybe that forced servitude is what led yeah. into being more of a a servant, servant of the, the people. people. Yep. yep.
1: And we could we could take we could all take a page out of Davy's book uh, and learn to little be be a little bit more human these days. Uh, how'd you feel about the episode, B?
0: I felt great about it. Um, like I said, reminded of some things that we did learn in school, uh, mm-hmm. because you know, there's a lot of things that you do learn in school coming up mm-hmm. that that doesn't necessarily apply later on in life. But I mean, there are certain things that, depending on on your views or 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 different things that you find interest in, um, and of course, different teachers that have different you know impacts on you. You're more than likely to remember some of those things from a more impactful mm-hmm. teacher and stuff like that. And those are things that get get stored away in that magical Rolodex that is yeah. the human brain and it takes something to to elicit that that memory or, you know, things like that. So yeah, there while there are some things that we won't practically remember on a day-to-day basis, something will trigger mm-hmm. memory. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. talking about this stuff in school, but then yeah, of course there was definitely quite a few things that that we definitely did not learn in yeah. school. That that was talked about, especially um, more the political affiliation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which, which I think people really should pay more heed to. Absolutely. Um, because I mean, I know the old saying is history has a tendency to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we can learn from history and try to make sure that whenever a, a repetition does come around, that we're either better prepared yes. or, or try to to steer toward a different outcome
1: yes absolutely uh this week however uh we are talking about one of the goats of the football field a legend made in tennessee by actions and love but not born in tennessee quite possibly one of the best to play the game number 16 in your programs number one in your hearts the sheriff peyton manning but before we get to that
0: we have to talk about stories from the week.
1: Any interactions this week, B?
0: Yes, and it actually happened today. We had already gotten the notes and stuff done for what this episode would be. Um, we're always wanting to try to include you know, some happenings throughout yes. the week and stuff like that. If we can't have any kind of real experiences through the week, we just pull one from days, mm-hmm. months, weeks, years past. Yes. To be able to bring you, you know, some, some fun interactions that we deal with on a regular basis. And I do have one here, and uh, if we have some time, I may, you know, go ahead and tell you that one as well. But uh, we have a sign mm-hmm. above the office door, what leads into the office door behind the bar, that says, Don't worry, our staff is accustomed to dumb questions. Mm. That's actually the most... Asked about thing that doesn't have a price tag on it in the store that we get people asking about buying. Well, sometimes it's not the fact that people ask dumb questions; it's the manner in which they ask a a a normal question. Yes. So I pulled in today, got backed into my uh, normal spot. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. it was open today. (laughs) Um, and. I hadn't even gotten out of the vehicle. I had just opened the door. I still had my earbut- earbud in from where I was listening to a podcast on the way in. And this person pulls up in their vehicle, rolls down the passenger window, and yells from, from, from the driver's seat, Y'all horn? And at first I was... We get, you know, a lot of uh, of foreign... Yell horn. Th- yeah. We <laughs> I'm thinking this person is saying something to me in a foreign language, but like I said, we get several, yeah. you know, uh, uh, people that come into the area uh, that work at a lot of different places, especially yep. like uh, Dollywood, mm-hmm. uh, Splash Country, hotels, a lot of yeah. the, the attractions around here. And I thought that this person was, you know,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> he was attempting to communicate. Yes. Um, yes. But... That was my poor attempt at a uh uh outer space alien voice. Yeah. I didn't get enough bee boop into it. <laughs> it was a situation where I was thrown back, so I'm like, sorry? He said, Y'all horn and I was like, Oh, okay. I had to go into deep south deep mode south for man. just a second yeah. and he was asking me if we were hiring. Um <laughs> so I was like, Well no, we're taking applications at the moment, uh, but we're not like looking to actually yes. fill a position right now art again yeah art art we're not we do have custom laser engraving available Uh, that's actually a good good little little segue and reminder (laughs) Um, we'll have to to let folks know about that a little bit more on a future episode might Uh actually have one of those guys on uh, an episode here between two barrels but yes um not only the the vernacular, the vocabulary, the the continuation making two words, or actually what should have been more than three at minimum, yeah. are you hiring? Yeah, uh, was turned into y'all horn, which I I think I could probably spell as y a l l h a r r e n, and adding that e is kinda. The R E at the end of the Horan uh, is is also giving a little bit of leeway mm-hmm. in that one. That'd probably just be a Y A L L H A R N. Y'all horn.
1: Like uh, uh, Briar and whenever, and next to kin, whenever they go visit the Holler family. Oh, yeah. The yes. way that Liam Neeson plays Briar. Oh.
0: Man, taking it way back yeah. with that one. Yeah. Old Patrick Swayze, Liam yeah. Neeson. Good Gun movie, though. Very good movie.
1: Yeah, The way he plays Briar, that sounds like Bra. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, we are always taking applications. Somebody yeah, absolutely. We're definitely
0: taking applications, yeah. but not necessarily looking to fill a position. But we will definitely keep them on yeah. file for a while and have reached out to people even a month or so down the road to uh-huh. see if there's still any kind of interest. Just because, unfortunately, there can be a lot of turnover in this position. Um, oh, in this town
1: there's tons of turnover
0: for sure for sure um there is a certain allure of potentially working for a distillery especially Mm. if someone is fond of alcohol uh they think it's going to be basically just a a big party Mm -hmm. i mean there are some fun times for sure but it's not just you know Mm -hmm. sitting around drinking on the job it's yeah it's even a bar even working in a bar is not like that um, it's very fast-paced at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask our Nashville staff; it's nothing but fast-paced from the time the doors open till the time they close them. So, absolutely, D-
1: I did uh, have an opportunity to. Uh, I mentioned that we have been uh, in in constant communication with an up and coming country singer, uh, Braden Hull. Yeah, a heck of a talent. He's looking for a place to film his his upcoming music video for his newest hit. Honky therapy. tonk therapy, which it is. Uh, I'm not big on modern country, but this is a fun, upbeat. You know, talking about you know, going to your therapy at your at your distillery or your bar or your local honky tonk or you know, because that is therapeutic as much as talking to someone for some of us, especially us southern people. But it was great getting to meet with uh, Braden and Joe, his uh, his drummer, and uh, they were got to walk them around the, the layout of the business and think of some ideas and stuff like that. So hopefully, uh, without delving into any too much detail, hopefully we can work together on, on, on this project, this opportunity. Uh, I highly recommend you check Braden out, Spotify, iTunes, and uh, tell them we said uh, hello from the Yeah, Two absolutely. Podcast. We, like
0: uh, Opie said, we are definitely looking forward to hopefully making sure that this this collaboration yes. does work while you were describing the the song mm-hmm. uh, what would be honky tonk therapy and how you were you were kind of talking about the the thought process behind it the the nuances of the song mm. um at one point in time we had compared it to a different song and a different artist yes uh but i just had one uh, pop into mine and i actually had to look it up because i thought it was a different artist but mm. i was incorrect and we also talked about this artist at one point in time, I believe it was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, before we started recording the episode of Cocky Top Podcast. And that would <laughs> yeah. be Mr. Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah. I learned um,
1: a new conspiracy about him yesterday. <laughs> the,
0: yeah, if you, if you are into conspiracy theories, make sure you check <laughs> out the Garth Brooks conspiracy theory. Uh, 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 you'll definitely get a chuckle out of that the american honky tonk bar association yes if you remember that one that was a really upbeat because most Mm -hmm. garth brooks stuff even the the ballads seem to have more of an upbeat tempo or an energy to them and this one's more in line with that as Mm -hmm. opposed to the the i love this bar a lot i love this bar the the toby keith hit so Mm. but yeah um definitely some good stuff make sure to check him out
1: so we want to reiterate uh, that homecoming slash spirit week slash birthday celebration is happening uh, very soon for Tennessee Legend Distillery.
0: Yes, we are coming up on what would be the eight year anniversary of the uh, beginning inception of what is Tennessee Legend Distillery. So we are going to be going back to mm-hmm. a, a, a fun time and hopefully everyone's lives. And that is going back into school. Yeah, I mean, I know at times uh, we we definitely were glad to be out of school, but mm-hmm. sometimes the the way you look around and and how the world has a tendency to smack you in the face, yes. especially nowadays, were much easier. Yeah. You have a, a a tendency at times to to want to go back to the simpler times in life. So we at Tennessee Legend Distillery mm-hmm. at all of our locations throughout that week. Mm-hmm. are going to be providing some opportunities for people to cut loose, in yes. a sense, and, and kind of relive some childhood with themed days. Spirit days. Spirit days, if you remember from school, being able to dress up. Twin days, um, doing some cosplay-type mm-hmm. stuff, early cosplay-type stuff. Even just wearing a Halloween costume one day, uh, doing a a country day, Mm -hmm. wearing overalls and farm-related stuff, Mm -hmm. camouflage, what have you. or
1: Favorite college team day. Yep, school color day. Just like your favorite teacher day. Yep,
0: all of those types of things. So we are going to have that type of a week to where not only our employees will be able to break out of the norm Mm -hmm. of wearing their, their typical... Yeah, You know, branded gear, mm-hmm. uh, TLD stuff for the day. Uh, they're going to be able to do a little bit yeah. of other stuff and have some fun. But the guests, any of our customers coming in, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to participate in any way, just if they want to dress up in, in one of these fun fashion ways and and come in just to be able to make their normal weekly purchase. Yeah. Then we're going to give them discounts. We're going to give them some uh, swag, some some shot glasses, stuff like that for 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 our social media fame.
1: Maybe one day or social media. Um, So that starts September third. That is our actual birthday, Uh, and it runs through the tenth. So September third through the tenth, we will be having spirit days for the company, and and not at every location. Every single day, each location will celebrate in their own way. Uh, for instance, our our Cookville location, they have a heck of a cocktail bar. They are carefully crafted cocktails by some brilliant brains over there. Mm-hmm.
0: And even the flair and atmosphere and the personas yes. that the bartenders have are, are top notch. Yes, yes. So each
1: location will be celebrating Spirit Week based on their personality. Be on the lookout for our social media pages very soon within the next few days. Uh, are going to be announcing what those theme days are, and each location will be announcing things they're doing and stuff like that. So you absolutely want to take this opportunity to be be following each individual location because there will be different opportunities based on said location.
0: Yeah, cocktail specials at Cookville. What's the item that's going to be given away Mm -hmm. in Nashville? What's the discount going to be in Sevierville? Yes. Make sure, yeah, like Opie said, make sure that you go through and check out the website, Mm TennesseeLegend.com, to where you can find the links for all of the different social media sites, not only Facebook, but Mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of it. Mm -hmm.
1: A little fun cocktail of the episode. Okay. Uh, First, I'm going to give a little education here because there are probably many uh, Manning fans or not Manning fans who know nothing about Sheriff. Why he's called the Sheriff. Who gave him that moniker? Why when did it start? Yes. So Peyton Manning is called the Sheriff thanks to one John Gruden who of recently has disappeared because
0: of some, some not so ter- nice things. Not so nice
1: things he said. Uh, So John Gruden gave him that nickname in 2009 when he was leading the Indianapolis Colts against the Miami Dolphins. The name comes from Gruden's thoughts that Manning knew how to lay down the law in opposing teams' stadiums. Furthermore, Gruden noted that Manning had a habit of manipulating his offense at the line of scrimmage through his audibles. A very popular phrase that was known for Peyton was Omaha. And it... What I learned just a couple years ago in an interview with Peyton is that how he said the word Omaha... The cadence. ...was what cued that audible. Right. So everyone had to memorize his cadences for Omaha.
0: Right. That is and why... And if it's said multiple times, yes. stuff like that. Yeah, so... Because uh, you'd hear the Omaha, 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 yeah. or just the long... Omaha. Ha. Yep.
1: But yeah, depending on what, how many... How quick, how slow, his cadence. The syllable emphasis. Yes. Emphasis. Ha- his O-line and the rest of his offense knew what was next. Right. What he was cueing. That alone, I'd say, like, yes, I think that a lot of uh, our athletes and our entertainers are absolutely overpaid. But that is something I couldn't, I would think would be boring to learn.
0: Oh, gosh, I'd yes, be like, but, oh, my God. But it was effective. Very effective. Very effective. I mean, like Gruden said, that it it was able to manipulate mm-hmm. the the – opposing team stadium to yep. to lay down the law so to yep. speak is because they were doing so well offensively with things mm-hmm. the stadiums were usually quiet yep. i mean they would try but i mean it was yeah. it was ineffective because was they were still able to 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 make those plays and of course with that size of a forehead there's got to be a big <laughs> brain in there there's a big brain in and, there and <laughs> and being able to to quickly dissect yeah and and oh. and gunsling yes. sheriff, sheriff and gunsling to those those receivers and hit those targets with accuracy and ease. Mm-hmm.
1: That also got me thinking: What is Peyton Manning's favorite alcohol?
0: And um, that's something else that uh, we are going to be including as future segments for the Between Two Barrels podcast. Anytime we are covering a legend, mm-hmm. we are going to be. What'd Seeing they if they were they drink? drinkers, if they had any kind of favorite alcohol or anything mm-hmm. like that. So take it away, yeah. Opie.
1: He is a beer drinker. Now, in his younger years, he he is known to say he was a darker beer drinker, lagers, stout, stuff like that. But as he's gotten older, as most men tend to do as they get older, he has switched to lighter beers, like Bud Light, McUltra, Miller Light, and you know those lighter beers that are a little easier on your stomach. And a little bit less hangover the next day. However, he does have a line of spirits himself. I did not know. This. I did not either. Uh, called Sweetens Cove. Now that is plural, Sweeten, not apostrophe s. Sweetens Cove, two words, where he is co-founder with tennis player Andy Roddick. Hmm. Did not know that about Peyton Manning. But now I'm interested. I want to try some of his stuff. For sure. Sweetens Cove's newest release is Sweetens Cove 22. It is a blended straight Tennessee bourbon that is inspired by the lineage of Tennessee bourbon and Scotch casks. It's made up of four whiskies aged 5, 6, 8, and 10 years. It was finished in Scotch whiskey casks from the Spyside region. It is normally bottled at 114 proof. Wow. I would really like to try that. So since Sweetens Cove 22, is his newest brand. Our drink for this episode is called Sheriff's Catch 22. Nice. So what you're going to do is you're going to rim your glass with a honey and brown sugar.
0: This already sounds fantastic.
1: You're going to put ice and two shots of our King Snake bourbon whiskey in a shaker with a cup of sweet tea. Mm. You're going to shake it up. Drop a quarter of an ounce of our orange creamsicle moonshine in a rocks glass with a cube of block ice, and then pour contents into the sh- of the shaker into the rocks glass, garnish with an orange, enjoy, and go, balls. I want this now. Oh, like,
0: absolutely. I just
1: came up with it in less than a few hours of like, what well, would be good? You know, I want to highlight that orange spice of Tennessee, but also bourbon because that's what he makes, and our bourbon is my favorite thing that Tennessee legend does. So, yeah, now I want to make that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a fun play on an old-fashioned. Yes, fun play sure. on an old-fashioned. Um, and, of course, I mean, with me, you're definitely going to have a winner if it has sweet tea in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, try that drink. Email us, tldtube23 at gmail.com. That's t-l-d-t-u-b-e-23 at gmail.com. And let us know how it turned out. I'd I'd love to see I'm going to try it eventually, but I would absolutely love to hear if you all made that drink. That is called the Sheriff's Catch-22, based off of Peyton Manning.
0: That might be one that we enjoy uh, while recording what's going to be our next episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. Absolutely. Where we do previews for the week one opponents mm-hmm. for our respective teams. Absolutely. And for those of you who may have been curious I did look up uh, try to take a few moments to see if Davy Crockett had a favorite type of alcohol mm-hmm. and as it stands now I cannot find anything. I don't think he drank. As far as a particular alcohol that, that Crockett was fond of I don't so, remember if, if we ever learned that he drank or yeah. if anyone ever really
1: made it a character choice in one of the movies or shows Right. I so, can't remember.
0: Yeah, if, if you've got any information yeah. on that, make sure and send that to us as well. So. Absolutely.
1: So we are going to step away from a quick break and listen to some of our sponsors, our friends uh, around the distillery, and when we return, we're going to talk about the Sheriff, Peyton Manning. When Between Two Barrels returns. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. You're currently listening to our legendary friends and personal spirit guides, Brian and Opie, at the Between Two Barrels podcast. After you're done, head on over to the 30 and Nerdy podcast and give us a listen. Life as a nerd moves pretty fast these days, so tune in and keep up with us as we dive into all aspects of nerd culture from Marvel in DC to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Dive into the ever-growing world of pop culture with us, Tyler Mack and Josh Davis. Cheers to you, nerds.
0: Looking to satisfy your sweet tooth while visiting the Smoky Mountains? Check out Adina's Sweet Shop, a treasure cottage of baked goods nestled in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg. They create the most delectable homemade cupcakes, chocolates, pastries, pies, and so much more, including over 20 flavors of the best ice cream you've ever had. And don't forget to check out their selection of boozy favorites as well. Locals and visitors alike have raved about Adina's desserts, and once you've tried them, so will you. At Adina Sweet Shop, there is truly something for everyone. Just minutes from Dollywood or the mountains, you can find them at 170 Glades Road in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or online at AdinaSweetShop.com. And tell her you heard about them from Tennessee Legend Distillery.
1: All right, welcome back, <coughs> legends, to Between Two Barrels. Now it's time to talk about one of the biggest names to hit Tennessee, the country, heck, the entire world. Brian, are you a big Manning fan?
0: I absolutely love Cooper Manning. <laughs> Eli is probably my second favorite. Your second? Yep. Peyton's the last? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It'd probably have to be Archie. Archie, okay. Peyton, and then Arch. Uh, yeah, shows Texas. He did uh, the fake UT. <laughs> so I guess the joke is that Eli went to Ole Miss because he couldn't get into Tennessee. Yes, and Arch is going to, to, <laughs> to Texas. Texas because he couldn't get into the real UT either.
1: I think, honestly, to give the kids some to cut the kid some slack, I don't think he wanted to go anywhere where he would be living up to a name. Right. Like either his grandfather or his father or
0: his uncles. Or right. He was
1: just like, I'm going to make my own legacy somewhere else. The
0: reason why I put them in that order is simply because they haven't the, – the, the play against against my favorite college and or pro teams. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's simply a situation to where, you know, uh, uh, of course Cooper really didn't play. Yeah. Not a player. Sadly um eli uh, i don't think we wound up catching eli during any of the years uh in what would be uh cross conference or mm-hmm. anything like that and if we did i think we got the dub at that point in time mm-hmm. maybe i'd have to go back and look at that of course archie going way back i don't think that there was ever any kind of play uh against south carolina so i'll uh, look yeah, into that let's look into that uh, just to double check but of course uh Peyton multiple times and those were some fun games because that is definitely before what would be the Spurrier era. Yeah. So and of course Tennessee's run of dominance during the 90s is is unparalleled. Back in the days of the Halloween so, game. Yeah. We yep. always loved that. Uh, and part of the Orange Crush, of course, yeah, what would be the, the last few games there of the season, uh, yeah. the predominant uh, Tennessee, Florida, Clemson, yeah. stuff like that. So
1: Enjoyable times, back when things were simpler. But, and, again, I, I do want to reiterate, we realize this legend was not born in Tennessee, but his legend is intertwined with the Volunteer State in a spectacular fashion. So we had to eventually talk about the QB that changed the state of the university, the position, the game of football forever. We were, of course, talking about none other than Peyton Manning. Now Peyton was one of the NFL's most prominent players, and his trophy cabinet rivals some of the sport's greatest players, period. He reshaped what it meant to be a quarterback in the 21st century, and you never count him out until the final whistle blew. A legend of two of the game's biggest franchises, Peyton bowed out in style. He won his second Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos and left other QBs trailing in his wake as regards to the GOAT debate. However, to get to where he is today is quite possibly one of the biggest names in sports, if not the world. We have to start somewhere, so we're going to start a little further back for Peyton.
0: Peyton Williams Manning, born March 24, 1976, in New Orleans, Louisiana. His parents are Olivia and former NFL quarterback Archie Manning. Peyton has two brothers, Cooper and Eli Manning. Eli, of course, being a fellow QB and Super Bowl champion in his own right with his team's the New York Giants. Peyton went to Isidore Newman School in New Orleans, Louisiana, where he led the Greenies football team to a 34-5 record during his three seasons as the starter, and he was named Gatorade Circle of Champions National Player of the Year and Columbus, Ohio Touchdown Club National Offensive Player of the Year in 1993.
1: Heck of a high school career.
0: That is a heck of a high school career. While at Newman, he began wearing the number 18 jersey in honor of his older brother, Cooper, who had to give up football due to spinal stenosis. Younger brother, Eli, also wore the number when he became starting quarterback. Newman has since retired the number 18 jersey, and it can be seen hanging in the school gym. Manning was among the most sought-after high school players in the country and was recruited by about 60 colleges, including... Florida, Florida State, LSU, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, and his father's alma mater of Ole Miss. Manning chose to play college football, as you all know, for the University of Tennessee Volunteers under then-head coach Phillip Fulmer. Many fans were definitely surprised by that, just for the fact that everyone thought that he was going to play for the Ole Miss Rebels, Mm -hmm. the same as his father had done years before. And his parents actually received many angry phone calls and letters because of that. And you all know he did become Tennessee's all-time leading passer with 11,201 yards and 89 touchdowns. And won 39 of 45 games as a starter. Only 6 losses mm. during his career as a starter for University of Tennessee breaking the Southeastern Conference record for career wins.
1: So needless to say, you cannot mention Tennessee or Tennessee football without thanking Peyton Manning. I Who? mean he, he made his 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 own legacy and like i said i think that's oh, why for sure. archie picked texas because he probably didn't want to go to ole miss and be like well that's archie's son that's archie's son right you know
0: they're wanting to go somewhere where they can create their yeah. own legacy and thank
1: god he picked tennessee because lo- looking at those names if he had picked like florida or texas a&m right i'd have been like oh god i hate peyton manning because he'd have been doing that stuff against us right <laughs> let's talk about some of those seasons his time at the University of Tennessee
0: yeah let's go ahead and start with year one the 94 season that what would be the the freshman year in
1: 1994 as a freshman Manning began the season as the third string quarterback in the season opener against UCLA he was one of three quarterbacks to come off the bench after starter Jerry Colquitt father of the legendary Colquitt brothers that also played at Tennessee yep was injured in a season-ending injury on the seventh play of the game. That's why football's so crazy and why fantasy football is so scary to play sometimes, especially if you have money on it. Yep. College football, we talk about it in Cocky Top. Anything can happen. The seventh play of the first game, our starter went
0: out. I remember that, oddly enough, as a Gamecocks fan. This mm-hmm. was the fall of the first year that I moved to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, of course, with football being as big as it is here in this state, in this area, being so close to the home of the volunteers in Knoxville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. you wind up seeing and hearing all of this stuff. And uh, I remember watching this game Mm -hmm. whenever that happened. So, yeah, I remember seeing Colquitt go down and, of course, what happened throughout that game.
1: However, Peyton was not able to generate any offense, only handing the ball off three times and was pulled from the game. Saying that now
0: sounds weird. It does. <laughs>
1: to think that we're talking about Peyton Manning.
0: And all he did was hand the ball off yeah. three times and got pulled from the game.
1: Two weeks later, in a 31 nothing loss to the number one Florida Gators, Manning completed his first collegiate pass. During the season's fourth game against Mississippi State, starter Todd Helton, of baseball fame, got injured, and he took over. So we also had Todd Helton as a quarterback go down. That's crazy. The Vols lost 24-21, to 21, but Manning threw his first two collegiate touchdowns in the game. He was named the team starter and remained so for the rest
0: of his college career. Okay, so they lost that game. That was one mm-hmm. of six yes. that Peyton Manning lost for the remaining four so, years.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, in his first start the following week against Washington State, the Vols won 10-9. to They won all but one of their remaining games, finishing the season 8-4 and four with a 45-23 victory over Virginia Tech in the 1994 Gator
0: Bowl. Okay, so there's two of the 6 Mm-hmm.
1: He finished his first college season 89 of 144, For 1,141 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, and only six interceptions the whole season.
0: Over a a 1,000 passing yards in six games? Six, seven games. Wow, half the season. Yeah. And was able to be a 1,000-yard passer in that short period of time.
1: Already slinging it. Now, 1995 season. Manning and the Vols opened the 1995 season with victories over East Carolina, and SEC rival Georgia before heading off to Gainesville to face off against the rival Gators. Against Florida, he threw 326 yards and two touchdowns leading the Vols to a 30-21 halftime lead. However, the Gators outscored the Vols 41-7 in the second half, winning 62-37. That score seems a little too close to the South Carolina score last year. 63-38. Yes. (laughs) Uh, this was the Vols' only loss of the season. There's number three. As they won the remaining eight regular season games, including a 41-14 win over at rival Alabama.
0: This is a 95. I'm trying to do the math real quick. Yeah. So I'm just, as far as the fact that we know that it was, what, a 16-17 game? Mm-hmm. All right, so 17 years back from 23 mm-hmm. is going to be 8 Another 13 years prior to that, Mm -hmm. that Tennessee had that type of a a dominant performance over Alabama. Mm -hmm. So, they've kept that one in mind for a while. Yes,
1: they've been holding that in their pocket. The Vols then defeated Ohio State, and we held the victory. They can have the the, (laughs) V, but we have the V. In a 20-14 to 14 win at the Citrus Bowl. Nice. So, and they en- ended the season ranked third. He came in sixth place in Heisman Trophy voting that year. He finished his sophomore season 244 for 380 for 2,954 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and only four interceptions that year.
0: Effectively tripling what his passing output was the year prior. Yes,
1: now we flash forward to the 1996 season uh some of the season that i some of my first memories come out of as being like six or seven some of these memories i can remember some of these things but being there i was still pretty young i wasn't right every single game uh the vols opened in 1996 season ranked number two behind nebraska However, after winning their first two games against UNLV and UCLA, the Vols again lost to Florida by a score of 35-29, with Manning throwing four interceptions in that one game. After winning their next four games, the Vols were defeated by Memphis, even though he threw 296 yards. The Vols won the rest of their games, including a 48-28 win at the (coughs) Citrus Bowl over Northwestern a game in which Manning threw 408 yards and four touchdowns. He was named the game's MVP. His 243 pass completions and 63.9% completion percentage led to the SEC that year. He finished the 1996 season with 3,287 passing yards, 20 touchdowns,
0: and 12 interceptions. So the yardage just keeps climbing, Mm -hmm. and we also found what would be loss numbers four and five. Four and five. So we only have one left. And I can tell you, I already tell you who it's to. <laughs> uh, he also
1: came in eighth place in Heisman Trophy voting that year. Manning completed his degree in three years a Bachelor of Arts in Speech Communication. He was also predicted to be the top overall picks in the NFL draft, but decided to stay at Tennessee for his senior year, which is very rare these days. Very. Very rare these days that
0: a senior's like, you know what? I'm going to stay. Especially athletes who were granted the COVID year. Mm. Staying even further, past, you know, taking advantage of what that COVID year was. Well, I mean, what's been. his
1: name from Georgia? was 40, wasn't he, <laughs> by the time he was done
0: last year. <laughs> it, it, he's already gone into the NFL, and I've forgotten what his name is. So, it's one of those types yeah. of things to where it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. We're not worried <laughs> yeah. about it. And it seems like he's not doing all that great nope. in the NFL.
1: Actually, that's typical. If I can go on a tangent. It is rare that SEC quarterbacks just dominate in the pros. If you go back and look at the history of SEC quarterbacks in the NFL, most of those big names that you hear out of the NFL were not SEC players. Not really. And it's crazy. And I think Typically it's just it's West a Coast. It's a different kind of football. West Coast, Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. It's just because it's a different kind of football. Hmm. It really is. Interesting. 1997, his senior year, Manning and the Vols opened the season with victories against Texas Tech and UCLA. But for the third time in his career, Manning fell to Florida, 33-20. to 20. Manning never beat Florida. Unfortunate. Unfortunate.
0: Were those the Tebow years? No, mm. Tebow didn't come in until later. No. It, uh, Palmer. Ah. I think these were the
1: Carson Palmer years.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. If I remember. Yep.
1: Uh, the Vols. And there's won- number six. Yeah, that's number six. His only, his sixth and last loss. The Vols won the rest of their regular season games, finishing ten and one, and advanced to the SEC championship game against Auburn. Down twenty to seven in the second quarter, Manning led the Vols to a 30-29 comeback victory, throwing three hundred and seventy three yards and four touchdowns. He was named the game's MVP, but injured himself in the process. The number three Vols were matched up with number two Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. If Tennessee won and top-ranked Michigan lost to Washington State in the Rose Bowl, then the Vols would have won the national championship. However, the Vols' de- defense could not stop Nebraska's rushing attacks, giving up over 400 rushing yards in a 42-17 loss. Hmm. So he was not the quarterback in what would have been his last game. Right, he was injured because he was injured. Yep, yep. I, but I can't help to think, you know, would he have made a difference? Would we have?
0: There's that Nebraska? possibility for sure. Yeah. And that's something else, seeing Nebraska with a, a, a ranking next to its name. It's weird. Is very weird. Yeah, because these days that.
1: it's rare to see Nebraska. In and the-
0: and I, I hate it for him, but I think it's going to be another little while before that happens again just because mm-hmm. of who they have as their offensive coordinator. I really feel for them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but oddly enough, uh, even though I can't say oddly enough, I mean it should be no surprise, even because the injury did occur in what would be the last regular mm-hmm. season game. Uh, as a senior, Manning did win many awards. He was a consensus first-team All-American, Maxwell Award winner, Davey O'Brien Award winner, Johnny Unitas Award winner, and the Best College Player Espy Award winner, among others. He also finished as the runner-up to the Charles Woodson Award uh, in the 1997 Heisman Trophy voting. Then That was the first time
1: a defender had beaten an off- offensive player. For the Heisman. For the Heisman. Yeah. And it was future Raider Charles Woodson.
0: Right. And it's a situation uh, to where, the, I mean, just the fact that a defensive player wound mm-hmm. up winning the Heisman is typically to unheard of. this day,
1: a lot of offense never could bring themselves to cheer for Charles Woodson. Now, I didn't hate Charles Woodson because – Two of my favorite pro teams are Cowboys and the Raiders. Right. He became a Raider and did fantastic stuff. Yeah, for for sure. So I was like, yeah, it sucks that he beat Peyton, but come on, guys. Right. (laughs) Like, he's killing it for the Raiders right now.
0: Now, what would be actually a short, short time later, uh, just in 2005, Mm -hmm. we were finishing up in what would be the 97 season. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, what's looking at eight years later Tennessee actually went ahead and retired Manning's number 16, and one of the streets leading to Neyland Stadium was renamed to Peyton Manning Pass. Manning finished his final season at Tennessee with 3,819 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions, and while at the University of Tennessee, Manning excelled academically and was elected to the Omicron, Delta Kappa, and Phi Beta Kappa societies in 1997. And he also won the National Football Foundation National Scholar Athlete Award.
1: That's right. So, to break those down again, his NCAA awards and honors, all in 1997, All-American, Maxwell Award winner, Davey O'Brien Award winner, Johnny Unitas Golden Arm, Campbell Trophy winner, SEC Player of the Year, and number 16 was eventually retired at the Tennessee uh, University. But then it was off to the pros.
0: Yes, Manning was selected by the Indianapolis Colts as the first overall pick in the 1998 NFL Draft. He became the second player in Tennessee's school history to be drafted number one overall, the first being George Caffego in the 1940 NFL Draft. He started as a rookie and went on to play for the Colts for 13 full seasons, before being sidelined by a neck injury, which cost him the entire 2011 season. Now, after recovering from the injury, he was released by the Colts and joined the Denver Broncos, for whom he played from the 2012 season to the 2015 season, excluding the year lost to the neck injury. Manning played in 17 NFL seasons. Now, One thing that's really funny about
1: his first year in the pros after the 98 draft And I want to draw a similarity here for what we're going through right now. I'm not calling anything, I'm not Babe Ruth, I'm not calling anything by any means necessary. Right. Peyton Manning, the legend that he is. Right. At the University of Tennessee. Never went undefeated, never beat Florida. The year after he graduated, T. Martin led the Vols to an undefeated season and national championship the year after Peyton left. Right. Under second guessing, under scrutiny, under can he be Peyton Manning? Can the right. Vols still do it without Manning? Right. Are we in a flux right now to where people are asking the same questions about Milton? Will he lead us to an tw- undefeated season and a national championship? Again, not saying, I just don't believe in coincidences.
0: Early, at, early in this episode, we talked about history repeating itself. Yep. It's just so. a big
1: wheel of time. <laughs> So, Manning is considered to be one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. He was named the NFL's most valuable player, a record five times, four times with the Colts, once with the Broncos, was named to the Pro Bowl 14 times, and named a first-team All-Pro seven times. As a starter up until the end of the 2015 season, he had a career-winning percentage of .702 in the regular season. He held the NFL record, career touchdown passes from 2014 to 2019 and the career passing yards record from 2015 to 2018 manning is also the only quarterback in the nfl history to appear in four super bowls with a different head coach each time playing under tony dungy jim caldwell john fox and gary kubiak when he reached the lakes when he reached reached the league's championships Manning reportedly memorized the Colts playbook within a week after being drafted, and in twenty twelve he was able to precisely recall in an interview the details and timing of a specific play that he used to used at Tennessee sixteen years earlier. So yes, there's the big forehead jokes, but the big brain was a brain. Yep. When it came to being a quarterback. The most commonly cited criticism of Manning's professional career is that despite great success and impressive statistics during the regular season he did not have similar levels of success in the postseason his career postseason record as a starter was more modest 14 and 13 compared to his 186 and 79 regular season record however Manning won two Super Bowls in Super Bowl 41 in Super Bowl 41 and Super Bowl 50, beating Cam Newton. Yep. And he was named MVP in the former one. During the early part of Manning's career, commentators noted that his record-breaking stats were written off because of the Colts' postseason failures. Conversely, Manning's final season in 2015 was statistically his weakest, but saw him end his career with a Super Bowl victory Through the assistance of Bronco's no-fly zone defense. Yep. Riding off into the sunset like every
0: sheriff should. That's it. Now, as far as records, Manning does hold a number of individual career records in the NFL, among which include most AP NFL valuable player awards with five, 2003, 2004, 2008, 2009, and 2013. Most first-team All-Pro selections with 7, 03, 05, 08, 09, 12, and 13. Most quarterbacks to reach 200 career wins, or first quarterback to reach 200 career wins, uh, including playoff and regular season. Most touchdown passes in a season, singular season with 55, in 2013, most seasons with at least 4,000 passing yards, with 14 out of the 17 NFL seasons that he played, including 1999, 2004, 2006, 2010, oh sorry, that's actually 1999 through 2004, 2006 through 2010, and 2012 through 2014, totaling what would be those 14 years. Uh, Most passing yards in a single season with 5,477, which occurred in 2013, the same year that he threw the record number of passes with 55. Uh, Also, yards per game in a single season with 342, uh, who he is now tied with with Drew Brees or Drew Brees tied him with Mm the uh, number of yards per game in a single season. Uh, most NFL teams beaten with 32, who is tied with Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Definitely all very familiar names. Uh, all coming out of very similar classes yeah. at that time. So the, the college landscape was littered with, with future generational yeah. NFL talent at mm. that time, especially at the quarterback position. Most consecutive seasons with at least 25 touchdown passes with 13, so that was from 98 all the way through 2010. He finished with at least 25 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, talking about fantasy football, it was definitely a good idea to have the sheriff on your team. Most games with a perfect passer rating uh, throughout the career with four, including one playoff game. And he is tied with Ben Roethlisberger on that one. Uh, most consecutive games started to open a career with 208. Most consecutive games with at least two touchdown passes, 15, uh, during the 2013-2014 seasons. Uh, most consecutive games with at least four touchdown passes with five games. Uh, games, uh, what would be numbers 7-11 through 11 in 2004. Most games with at least four touchdown passes uh, in a season, that would be nine in 2013. And... Let's see. Only quarterback with at least six touchdown passes in three games. Only one of eight quarterbacks with at least seven touchdown passes in a game. The highest completion percentage by a quarterback in one month in the NFL history, minimum of 75 attempts with 81.8%. Most consecutive regular season wins as a starter, 23. That would encompass the 2008 2009 seasons. The only quarterback with seven straight seasons of 12 plus wins as a starter, encompassing the 2003 through 2009 seasons. Only quarterback to lead the five consecutive fourth quarter comeback wins, uh, games 7 through 11 of the 2009 season, and one of only four quarterbacks to defeat the other 31 teams during the regular season.
1: So, needless to say, there are some records that have yet to be broken. Oh yeah, for sure. Some of the others that are in that name of the goat, Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger, uh, Favre, Rogers, Rogers. uh, Still, the Manning, the Manning, the myth, the legend, holds records that possibly will not be touched for another generation. For sure. So, let's talk about some more awards and honors in the, in the pros. Manning's number 18 jersey uh, exhibited at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, making himself uh, – Ma- Manning himself was inducted in 2021, the first year of his eligibility. Right. To like be he inducted, like they were like, yep, put Peyton in. Yep. Two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time NFL MVP – Newspaper Enterprise Association NFL MVP 2-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year 14-time Pro Bowler 7-time First Team All-Pro 3-time Bart Bell Award winner 98 NFL All-Rookie First, First Team 2005 Ryder Peyton The Walter Peyton Man, Payton Payton Man of the Year 2005 Byron Wizard White Humanitarian Award 2005 Pro Bowl MVP, 2007 Super Bowl MVP, 2012 NFL Comeback Player of the Year.
0: That'd be after the neck injury, right? Yeah,
1: after the neck injury. Number 18 retired by the Colts. Number 18 retired by the Denver Broncos. Statue outside Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Wow. Now let's talk about Hall of Fame. He is in the College Football Hall of Fame, inducted in class of 2017. Yeah. The Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee in 2021. Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2018. Indiana Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2020. Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2019. And Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2019
0: as well. I understand all of those, but Colorado. Denver. Oh, never mind. Okay, yep, makes sense. In 2013,
1: he won the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. He is a five-time ESPY award winner, three-time Best NFL Player, and in 2007 he won best championship performance and outstanding team with the Indianapolis Colts 2022 outstanding live series as executive producer of the Monday Night Football Manning cast on ESPN2 which is a fantastic, fantastic show fantastic show 2023 outstanding personality sports event analyst I love the addition of those two on Monday Night Football the Manning Brothers I love the Manning Brothers oh absolutely give them all the time all the TV time
0: that, that needs to be that just needs to be a duo for yes for broadcasting games yes
1: just give them their own show from their living room every yes every football game I,
0: I could definitely definitely deal with some of that
1: let's talk about some of the other work that Manning has done that we don't typically talk about outside of football
0: Sure. Uh, Manning has actually been credited with helping to improve the city of Indianapolis. He's a curator at the Indiana State Museum, uh, where they stated that there is no Super Bowl held here without Peyton. There is no Lucas Oil Stadium without Peyton. Without Peyton, the Colts would probably be in L.A. right now. He became one of the NFL's most marketable players, appearing in several television and printed advertisements for some of the NFL's biggest sponsors. On March 24th, 2007, his 31st birthday, Manning hosted NBC's Saturday Night Live, season 32, episode 16. His brother Eli has also hosted the show five years later. The episode earned the show's highest household rating in more than 10 months in the metered markets. He appeared on SNL again in 2008, the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary special in 2015, And on Weekend Update, in the January 29th, 2022 episode, uh, he hosted, or that was hosted by Willem Dafoe.
1: I remember that episode, because in Willem Dafoe's opening monologue, he talks about, you know, like, I've had this long career, blah, 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 but there's still one thing that people are dying for me to play. The Joker. And it's I'm so happy that out of everything in my career, that I still make people think of a sociopathic
0: villain <laughs> <laughs> yes i know that one i know that one and but he was able to go on and play mm-hmm. green goblin he did twice twice yes twice. and was fantastic in fantastic the role his, so. his
1: second time around and still at his age did a lot of his own stunts maybe
0: gun maybe gun can maybe be the, gun will the one the that pull over. the pull the yeah. pull it off on May 27, 2007, Manning waved the green flag to begin the 91st Indianapolis 500. On February 18, 2018, he drove the pace car during the 2018 Daytona 500. Before the latter, though, he made a guest appearance on Fox's NASCAR pre-race show alongside race pole sitter and fellow nationwide insurance spokesman Alex Bowman. Then in 2009, Manning guest-voiced with his brothers Eli and Cooper on an episode of The Simpsons called Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou? in which Bart dreams of having a baby brother and sees famous brothers like the Marx Brothers, the Blues Brothers, the Wright Brothers, the Mario Brothers, and of course, the Manning Brothers. He also voiced Guapo in the 2017 movie Ferdinand. Funny movie. Yes. Funny movie. Manning hosted the 2017 ESPY Awards on July 12th, 2017. And Manning is the host of Peyton's Places, a documentary series about football on ESPN+, in which Manning interviews players, coaches, and celebrities. The series was renewed for a third season in December of 2020. In 2021, Peyton hosted a revival of the quiz show College Bowl, with his brother Cooper as his sidekick. The series was renewed in 2022 for a second season. Then in 2021, Peyton and Eli also began hosting an alternative broadcast of Monday Night Football called The Manning Cast on ESPN2 and ESPN+. The show features segments with special guest stars from entertainment, politics, and sports while the Manning brothers watch the game. We... We were mentioning this earlier, mm-hmm. the the broadcast. They just definitely need to have Absolutely. A, an entire show that's nothing but just them. Uh, Manning has also expressed interest in becoming a potential owner of the Denver Broncos. This year it was announced Manning would join Tennessee as a professor in the College of Communication and Information. So that degree that he got in mm-hmm. the three years that quick turnaround on the, the bachelors. Now after all of his other legendary stuff he's like now I'm going to use it. I'm going to teach it.
1: Yeah. Which I mean he he said in an interview recently he said don't call me Mr. Manning. Right. Just don't. He's like it's weird enough as it is. Please don't call me Mr. Manning.
0: Would you prefer the students to call him coach? Sheriff. Or Sheriff. <laughs> sheriff. Sheriff Manning.
1: Sheriff Manning.
0: Uh,
1: so I'll, with all that stuff that he's done which is just fantastic. Uh, I have to say him and Paisley's nationwide commercials Are some, were, were some of the best commercials ever.
0: Yeah, through all the different marketing, the different uh, collaborations, the different sponsorships and everything else, the shows and uh, the SNL shows, mm-hmm. the, the SNL short skits. Mm-hmm. Oh, um God. Uh, he did with, that one with where he's kids. Playing, yeah, playing football and stuff like that. I mean, those are fantastic. Uh, shows that he definitely has uh, some, you know, what would be comedic mm-hmm. and acting chops. He does. Uh, and and provides a, a great deal of entertainment. And, and that background mm-hmm. definitely helps in that, uh, in being able to go through the interviews, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pressers, before games, after games. Yeah. Um, all of is that just stuff. a naturally funny person, too. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. Uh, and that I, I, I think has also definitely opened the door for the the, the fly, mm-hmm. philanthropist. The that, the good that deed is doer Peyton Manning.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is Peyton Manning. Let's talk about some of that philanthropy. Uh, shortly after being in uh, beginning his NFL career, Manning started his own charity called The Pay, spelled P E Y, The Payback Foundation. Uh, The Payback Foundation's mission is to help disadvantaged kids and focuses its efforts in Louisiana, Tennessee, Indiana, and Colorado, all homes of the prospective places he played. For his work with the foundation, Manning received the Samuel S. Beard Award for Greatest Public Service by an individual 35 years of or under, which is given out annually by Jefferson Awards. Manning, along with his brother Eli, volunteered their assistance in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. Among the tasks performed, the Manning's assisted in the delivery of, of 30,000 pounds of water, Gatorade, baby formula, diapers, and pillows to the people of New Orleans. In September 2007, St. Vincent Hospital in Indianapolis renamed its Children's Hospital to Pate Manning Children's Hospital at St. Vincent. Manning and his wife, made made a donation of an undisclosed amount to St. Vincent's and have a relationship with the hospital since he came to Indianapolis. Still today, they work with that hospital. In 2022, the Payback Foundation teamed up with Georgia Tech to launch a scholarship in honor of Manning's former Broncos teammate, Demarius Thomas. The foundation also launched scholarships at six historically black college and universities. Well, we have discussed a lot about Peyton Manning and I'm very grateful for you allowing me to just goo-goo over Peyton Manning an entire episode. Uh, Any final thoughts on anything that you have heard and we've talked about?
0: I think I may actually move him slightly up the list um, just because, of course, of the the laughs, the philanthropy, uh, stuff like that. I mean, not that that Archie would not have done all these things, uh, or did not do all these mm-hmm. things, but you know, uh, uh, definitely more respect. Yeah. Uh, of course, the complete splattering of of any of my favorite teams that <laughs> that were done at the hands of the sheriff. Uh, that's why still definitely loom, <laughs> but that that's why he moves up yeah. a, a single spot on yeah. the list there.
1: Well, awesome. Uh, The only thing I can finally say is that no matter the stats, the wins, the losses, the awards, the GOAT comparisons, or the works, Peyton Manning was, is, and will always be a Tennessee legend.
0: Yes. Yes. I will definitely concur and 100% agree that of the things that, mm-hmm. that we have as set as criteria mm-hmm. for what is is making a Tennessee legend a Tennessee legend. He definitely encompasses yes. and hits every single one of those points.
1: Absolutely. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to follow all those social media and check out the website for the contest that is still going on. Um, if you have any thoughts on Peyton, uh, if there's anything that you, you – think that we missed in his illustrious career that we should have Your mentioned. favorite Manning moment. Your favorite Manning moment. Uh, email us. tldtube23 at gmail.com That's tldtube the number 23 at gmail.com uh, The first person that emails us their favorite Manning moment gets a gift sent to him.
0: Yeah. A uh, mystery gift.
1: A mystery gift. A Manning mystery mayhem
0: gift. <laughs> tried to. Is there an M word for gift? Uh,
1: no, I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know. Stay uh, tuned, for, stay the tuned for the next where episode where
0: we find out if there is a synonym <laughs> <laughs> for M gift. Synonym for gift. But uh, no, guys. Always, as always, make sure that you are following us on those different social platforms. Uh, if you pick one, great. We definitely want you to follow us on all of them. Uh, but if you only pick one, uh, make sure to go ahead and get it on that Newport Highway location mm-hmm. page for Tennessee Legend Distillery. And also, don't forget to search us out and follow us through Tennessee Legend or through Legend Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on Facebook and Instagram. And you will definitely be able to keep up with any and all new products and releases that will be coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the remainder of what would be this year. Uh, All throughout football season, as well as the holidays coming up, we definitely got some really great stuff uh, Mm -hmm. coming down the pipeline, and we are just chomping at the bit, Uh, not only for football season to start, but to uh, get everything out on these new products that are coming out for the remainder of this year.
1: Absolutely. Thank you all again,
0: and as always, cheers to you, Legends. Folks, once again, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Two Barrels. And if you aren't getting enough of that legendary content, make sure and head on over to TennesseeLegend.com where you can find links to all of our different locations, as well as all of our different social media sites and our online swag shop. And until next time, stay legendary.